Welcome back to First Draft Phil. My name is Phil Lager. I am a singer-songwriter and worship leader. And this is part two of my conversation with John Copeland. Last week, we got to know John a little bit. He shared a little of his testimony and how he got into playing music and leading worship. Uh, this week, we continue our conversation and we go a little bit deeper. We talk about authenticity, cynicism, uh, how you can change things just by changing your part of the equation. Some really cool insights into things that um, John has learned over the years as a worship leader himself and as a follower of Jesus. And I just um, I just encourage you to just sit back and soak up uh, some really, I think there's a lot of good little nuggets of wisdom that John shares in the here. The bulk so enjoy. of your preparation mm. for leading worship on Sunday morning has nothing to do with music. Right. Yeah. It absolutely. has to do with having a substantive spirit that seeks yeah. the Lord's presence. Yeah. And I wish it just was music. Yeah. I wish at the time it was just music. Because that's easy. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I started doing it. And then, like, uh, what's the story? Uh, was it uh, Sir Thomas Beckett, who they made Archbishop of Canterbury? The king made him Archbishop because he was, like, his friend. Mm. And he thought, I'll have this guy lead the church, mm. who's my best friend, and then I won't have to worry about the church anymore. Right. Like, we'll just he'll just do what I say. Yeah. So... The Archbishop of Canterbury. Yeah, he got convicted by his spirit. He got convicted, and then he turned it out. And then, like, he ended up being... There's a whole... No, there's a whole movie about it called Beckett, but that's kind of what happened to me, is I got convicted that I, if I'm... I've been put in this position by the mm. Lord, not by people who didn't show up. Mm. And I really should oh, put man. my all into it. And so, that's huge. One of the things that I appreciate about you, John, as a worship leader, and I've been... Uh, I've led worship with you and also been, uh, I know some people hate this term, but under your ministry. Like, no, I've, I've, like you, I've been in the congregation when, yeah. you, when you've led. And, and one of the things that I love about the way that you lead worship is, um, and I think you probably, this is probably a, a, a spiritual, like you used the term last time we were talking about, it's a muscle to flex, but the lack of pretense. Like there's like you, you, and you've, you probably had to get to this point, right? Where, where you're comfortable, just who you are is who you are. And being on stage in front of people does not mean you change who you are to do what right. you do. Uh, that's been a long journey for me. I know, I know a lot of people who get up to do different stuff on, on stage. I think especially with worship ministry, um, the ability to be that conduit, you know, you've already talked about preparation a lot, yeah. but the ability to just be the, be who you are on stage. Like you do all your preparation, mm -hmm. but you are there and there's something really beautiful about that. There's something really like when someone is, is up on stage and they are, you can tell they, they're not giving, they're not, they're not giving you a presentation. Right. They, they are themselves there on stage. So that, now for me, who hates being up on stage uh -huh. in front of anybody, Not this is always something I'm with dealing you. with. Yeah. But was there a point for you? Like, were you, was, is that always been the case? Were you just yourself? Or was that a journey for you to, to learn <laughs> how to do that? Or? I would love to tell you that. that I'm, no, I've just always been there exactly <laughs> that way. No, it was a journey, and it's a combination of all the other things in my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't believe that wisdom... I don't, I don't like to speak in absolutes, but I don't think I believe that wisdom, the Lord imparts wisdom to you to be compartmentalized, <clears throat> you know, because our lives are lived wherever we are. 
Mm. And working with children all the time, mm. you cannot be phony. Yeah. It doesn't matter really how even like good mm. in terms of like creative and you know yeah. outgoing, whatever. Just, just be see, real. See That's the most it. important thing is just be real and honest with them. Show up yeah. and be 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 real. And so that was pruned away from me yeah. a long time ago. Mm. And so when I found myself, the way that I was thrown into the role as, as the lead worshiper, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my instincts, whenever I don't, am not comfortable with something, I do something, I just try to pretend to do it like other people that I think are good at it do. Mm. The problem with that is I'm not them. Right. And I can't do that either. Yeah. Um, I remember when uh, there was a time when Ronnie Murchison was here in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Ronnie's like insanely gifted musician. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And I would drive him crazy. He would always be like, you're killing me, John. I'm like, why? Because he would be on the piano and he'd be like, oh, let's play blah, blah, blah. We're going to do this in F sharp minor, whatever, and blah, blah, blah. And just play this real. <laughs> and then he'd go, and I'm just standing there with a guitar, and he's like, and he'd like, come on, John. And I'm going, Ronnie, I can't do that. Like, I can't. And he never really fully bought it mm-hmm. because. He could. Sure. And his real mentality is, if I can do it, anybody can do this. Yeah. I'm not special. Sure. So, but I couldn't do that stuff, but I would find myself trying to go, well, I don't know how to be a worship leader. Let's, well, they are. Let me see if I can do that. And it just left mm-hmm. a bad taste in my soul. Yeah. And so I realized with all that preparation that takes place off of, you know, out of the stage mm-hmm. and away from music and all that, that the Lord was like, yeah, you're never gonna be enough for this and you're, yeah you're never gonna be able to do this from your own strength it has nothing to do with you i good. need you to let me take care mm. of that and just be yourself mm. and there was such a weight lifted mm. when i realized oh it's not my job yeah to really like lead these people yeah. to worship it's my job to worship yeah and to try to worship and yeah. and and you know just be authentic yeah. so i say all the time mm. like the joke that I always make, because I'm in Unbound, which is full of really phenomenal musicians, yeah. and uh, is I always say when I to talk to people, like I'm like easily the worst musician in Unbound, and then they all go, oh, and then I go, oh, don't worry, I'm still way way better than all of you guys, <laughs> <laughs> which is just a joke, which but true. Um, I do always say like the thing that I feel like I have going for me is authenticity, mm. and I can't, that's kind of what yeah. I have. It doesn't mean I don't try to get better at music and sure. I know that this is like, you know, legally binding that this is being recorded. Right. But it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to look this unprepared. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but I do want to, I do want to offer the best sacrifice that I can. That's good. And then you get to a place where you understand yeah. whatever you offer, the Lord has to take and make, and make worthy. Yeah. So I just working with children and not being able to be phony helped me understand like oh this is something that applies to every category of my life. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's great, man. I I got it's so easy to be critical of whatever denomination you're in. Sure. It's just easy to be critical just of humans. Period. Yeah. That's our Cynical. default setting. Cynical. Meet somebody yeah. new. I just make all the decisions I can about them <laughs> and decide that I'm right. Right. And you do the same thing for organizations. The Salvation Army is a bunch of human beings who are trying to do their best. I really firmly believe that. Mm. Um, there are a lot of flaws, but we often approach problems, you know, 
from the end, you know, instead of really backing up. And I think that spiritual depth is what's missing. Hmm. And I think that if we celebrate that, if we normalize that, if we really pursue that, and, and not in a way that helps us to, you know, tick something on a stat sheet or put something in a, an annual report, but in a way that really does bring substance where there's not substance and bring hope where there's not hope and change people's lives, all the other stuff will take care of itself. Like your, your sermons are going to get deeper. Even if the same, what seems to you, superficial words are coming out of somebody's mouth in your directions, the Lord will give you a capacity to receive from the Spirit. If you prepare. If If you you prepare yourself. Yourself. When people complain to me about sermons on Sunday in the Salvation Army, uh, I'm not saying they're they're wrong, but they're also never 100% correct. Right, because there's there's two parts of every equation. The part you're accountable for Mm -hmm. and the part you're not accountable for. But if you change either one of those parts of the equation, you change what's on side of the equation. That's good. Right? That's good. So I always know I can do more. Yeah. And if what I want is that what's on the other side of the equal signs to increase, That's so good. That's I so always good. have control over doing my and, part. And I think that, that that applies to, like, if you're on a worship team, too. Like, you know, I have, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody not too long ago where they were, this is a skilled, gifted person, and there were some complications on the team that they were part of, and I was trying to say to them, you know, um, you're going to pretty much what you just said in a different way. You're going to, if you change your part of that, if you're more aware of what you're doing, if you're mm-hmm. more aware of how every part of the song goes and not just your little bit, if you're more aware of the meaning behind the song, you know, your contribution to that, although it can be frustrating with, you know, working with us, sure. it's still going to change. Right, right. And whenever I'm communicating with someone that I know is a skilled listener, I have to up my game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the way that I speak. And I, and I know I'm going to be held accountable for what I'm saying. I'm a lot more intentional, a lot more careful. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the catalyst for you getting a better preacher on Sunday is that you become a better listener on Sunday. Yeah, wow. You know? So I, I, I always try to think in those terms. Like, what is my part of the equation? It's not my business. It's not my spiritual purview mm. to change somebody else. That's the Lord's job, and that's his problem. Yeah. And he, I, I just, even the more I want to complain and the more I'm so right about my assessment of whatever their abilities are, mm-hmm. the more the Lord says, you, you can do more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do you know everything? So <laughs> um, the biggest problem, maybe I'm thinking the biggest problem is that we um, need to be more humble mm-hmm. as a people. Too and we need, to, mm-hmm. we need to be accountable for, mm-hmm. our, for our own pursuit of holiness. It's a lot easier to make an argument than it is to live a witness. Sure, yeah. And especially nowadays, yeah. when, like, uh, somebody asked me a while ago, like, who, what I thought, like, one of the biggest problems, this is dangerous, I don't mean it, I don't mean this as uh, bad as it sounds. Don't you love sentences that start that way? Yes. Like, what's one invention that, like, has been detrimental? They were talking about the internet, and I was like, it's the printing press. And I was half joking, but like that was the beginning of everybody having access to information and education. Education, sure. But I can draw a direct line from that to social media. Sure. And it annoys me that everybody has a voice. 
yeah. it just annoys me. I don't think everybody should. I definitely shouldn't. Yeah. You know, but also I know that this is filtered through my own sort of proclivity. So take yeah. it. Yeah. But the fact that everybody does have access to get their voice out there, mm. you really have to be careful because you're there's a pride that comes with that. Yeah. And a blind spot that comes with pride. Sure. And then you're able to see everybody else's faults and none of your own. Mm. Or what we always end up with is people want grace for themselves and justice for everybody else. Right. And I can complain about how bad people are all the time and it doesn't change one fact, one bit of the fact that I have enough to work on for the rest of my life that right. I never need to even have an opinion about somebody mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's really convicted me of that. So the biggest problem with the Salvation Army is that we're trying to work on the Salvation Army. Except it's like when people ourselves. say, we're working on our marriage. When people say to me, we're really working on our marriage, that's a red flag that their marriage is about to end. A marriage is, you have to work on yourself. Yeah. And if you change you, hmm. and they change them, hmm. the product is better. Yeah. If you're working yeah. on the equal sign without looking at what makes up that equation, yeah. you're insane. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same way. It's like good. the Salvation it's Army. It's good. Yeah. Well, if down. you if you better philosophically, theologically, if you change one thing, yeah. you've changed the entire thing, it's right? Good. So good, the problem with the Salvation Army is that we're trying to change the Salvation Army instead of trying to change, change ourselves, ourselves and be accountable for yeah, ourselves. It's good, man. That's good. Okay, I'm gonna go pray for about 24 hours and just meditate. meditate <laughs> Sorry, I meant to, to say that whole thing like this. <laughs> okay, what? Anything? What? What are you excited about? Like, what? 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 What has made you excited? I know you just got. I don't know if you want to talk about the the thing you just came. We ju you just came off the. Um, uh, just last weekend, the weekend before, the uh, commissioning weekend. Yeah, the commissioning here, and you got to interview. Uh, Danny Goki. Danny Goki. Who was uh, American Idol yeah. winner. Yeah. And uh, like you you were saying, like he was, he was, it was great, um, but like he didn't like come in and try to do his own thing, but there was already a spirit, from what you were telling me, there's already a spirit of worship. And people seem like hungry in the room. Yeah, man. Really so the presence of the Lord definitely excites me. And that, uh, I didn't know a lot about Danny Goki. Hmm. Like I said before, when we started this, like you always say to me, do you know this? You know, and I always say, no, I'm just so unaware. Yeah. And I know that can come across as like this flippant sort of arrogance, but I'm really just not yeah. connected to things. But I definitely appreciate things. Sure. So I was asked to interview Danny Goki, and because I didn't know who he was, I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it helped. Yeah. And then I found out, oh, this guy, like, right. people know who he is, and he's very talented. Mm -hmm. And... An interesting thing happened. I don't want to get political. Sure. Because it leads nowhere. It is the ultimate chasing of the wind, in my opinion, especially in our current climate. I think you should have political convictions. Sure. I don't want to know what they are. <coughs> and, okay. and I, But I did go, let me find out some more about... I know I'm saying that to Phil. That'll be easy for you. <laughs> but I, I did go to... I said, let's just find out more about this guy because I'm going to interview him like live in, in sure. real time in front of people. And I didn't want to look like a fool hmm. or make him look like a fool more. You know, I wanted to be comfortable for him. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so I started looking around on, like, you know, his social media stuff and stuff. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I agree with a lot of the stuff he's saying mm -hmm. politically. Mm -hmm. And I and I just wanted to dismiss him. Yeah. And then, as often happens, the Lord was like, hey, John, maybe you're wrong. You maybe know, you're, maybe you you're prideful. So I was like, all right, let me actually sit down and listen to what they say. And during the summer here, the main thing I talk about to my staff 
is that we only deal in first-hand information, mm-hmm. right? So you have to continue. Go to the source. Yeah, go to the source. And so I thought, he's done, like, podcasts. He does this podcast with his wife called Live in La Vida Gogi, which is a funny name. And so I was like, let me just see the words that are coming out of his mouth and yeah. get a sense of who he is. Mm-hmm. And I, he was really likable. Cool. And there was one thing that he said that he also talked about in our interview because I wanted him to talk about a little bit more. I said, you know, I don't know that we agree on everything. I would say we probably wouldn't agree on everything, which is that's silly because who yeah. does? Right. But I appreciate something that he said. And he said, yeah, I realized. And Danny Goki, you know, when you watch this, because you obviously will, if, I, if I'm misquoting you, you know, you can call me on my private line and tell me. But he said he was convicted because... He, he had posted something like pretty divisive mm-hmm. or pretty, um, what's the word, uh, provocative maybe? Provocative. On social media. And yeah. he knew it was going to get some attention. Yeah. But it was what he really was, really believed. It mm-hmm. wasn't like that he was being phony. Right. But he knew like this is going to get some attention. Sure. And then he, he the Lord brought him to, I think, Joshua. Mm-hmm. And they were getting ready for the battle. Right. And he sees... He's got his side. He sees the angel of the Lord with the big old sword. He's like, "Hey, are you whose side are you on? Our side or their side?" And the angel's like, "Uh, uh-uh. I'm for the Lord. Yeah, I'm not on either side." Yeah. And then he said, "He was like, man, I just got really convicted. Like, am I pointing people towards the Lord, mm-hmm. or am I being divisive?" Yeah, that's good. And he really started to focus on, you know, his. If you look at the songs that he has, he really started to focus on, you know, unity mm-hmm. and. uh I just really think there's a lot to that mm. in, 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 in today's world. There's no nuance anymore to any opinion. Right. You're either 100% right. there or yeah. 100% there. And I can only speak for myself, but I, if I started right now just trying to equal the amount of times I promote the Lord... Versus the amount of times I've promoted man, yeah, I could spend the rest of my life and I wouldn't, sure, catch, wouldn't up. catch up. Yeah. I don't know what the question was, but that was a bunch of words. In no, that's direction. good. Who was on the Lord's? I love that story. It all it is always convicting. Reading as worship leaders, I think there could be, yeah, no no greater gift than to rock up. You know, whoever's listening to this to show up on a Sunday morning and to and to be about your your father's business uh, from 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 the stage you're not not promoting an agenda not trying to um yeah not real not trying to be more than you are mm-hmm. you know like we've already talked about but but just um uh yeah just being about our father's business being realizing I'm on his side he's mm-hmm. not here to accomplish my purposes I'm here to fall, to, right. to to come into what, what he's already doing so I, I remember what the question was like what surprises you and the yeah. thing that I what 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 excites, what excites you, you? What yeah. excites you? Yeah, and that was all tied to like just still being teachable by the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's comforting to know humility. Yeah, it's comforting to know that there's so much I don't know yet. Yeah, you know, but if you the fear of the and Lord, maybe is that you don't have to. No, maybe that's the for me. That's part of the comfort mm-hmm. is that I don't have to. Yeah, know at all. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, all right, cool. One more question. What's this? Is just a fun little thing. Fun. What's um fun for me and what's a song lately that's been really ministering to you or that you just even even it you've just been enjoying? For the one. For the one. Da 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 Ooh, that's a good one. That's uh Brian and 
Jen Johnson, I think, from Bethel, right? And it's for the one. Yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> great song, though. It is a great song. Yeah. Let me let me be filled with kindness and compassion for the one, the one for whom you gave your only son for humanity. Increase my love, mm-hmm. man. That's so funny because that is my that's been my prayer lately. Increase my love. I've just came. I've been coming to this point where I'm like, I don't really love you guys as mm-hmm. much as I want to love mm-hmm. you. I don't love people. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, that it's song's good. been kind of stuck in my heart for a while. Mm, it's good. I don't know how much of that I can include without getting copyright infringement. Like, I don't know. We sang it much, so we're fine. Yeah, okay. Maybe I don't. Well, you didn't sing it. I sang it. Well, you're going to get sued, and I'm fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> well, John Copeland, it is a pleasure to know you yeah, as man. a friend. Thank it's, you for being my, my guinea pleasure. pig. I'm happy to do it anytime. Yeah, cool. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Phil. Well, that was a fun conversation, a great conversation. It always is with John Copeland. Um, I hope you guys are as blessed by that as I was interviewing him. Um, So much good stuff in there about being authentic and just being teachable, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter how long you've been leading worship. Um, Yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Next week, we are going to have a conversation with some very special friends of mine, uh, Bill and Sue Dunnigan and Bill Rollins. It's going to be uh, kind of a, I don't know if retrospective is the right word, but definitely a look back at how I first got into uh, leading worship in the Salvation Army, writing worship songs. Uh, Bill and Sue and Bill were all three there at the very beginning when I first started uh, doing that. So it was a real treat to talk to them, and I can't wait to share that conversation with you. Uh, So tune in. Thanks for listening, guys, uh, to First Draft Phil. I'll catch you next week.